Welcome to Just Jive Pod, podcast where we share a drink, talk about life, and just jive. My name is Jerome. And I'm Jesse, and welcome back to another session. Um, and according to our notes, we are in week 29, and mm. it's kind of crazy. Um, uh, week 29, at least, of whatever this series is, <laughs> um, this overall series. Uh, but as usual, we want to start off with what we're drinking this week. Um, Jerome, what are you drinking? Man, I'm actually drinking something uh, very light. Um, it's mm, okay. just LaCroix, honestly. <laughs> it's nice. uh, passion fruit LaCroix. Um, just been kind of like feeling full and in a way even bloated this past few days. So I'm like, ah, mm. I'm just going to drink something light today. Um, so yeah, 0% alcohol and zero calories too. So it's hey. it's great. Nice. If yeah. I had known, I probably would have stuck with something lighter too. <laughs> um, but I actually am going to kind of do a follow-up to last week's uh, drink. Mm. Uh, last week, I had a little bit of a high west. Um, right. Actually, this week, um, I actually am having a little bit of high west, but um, the actual base is um, Chick-fil-A's half sweet tea, half lemonade. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I had Chick-fil-A for lunch, and I was like, you know what? I wonder if I can toss a little bit in, and it's actually pretty tasty. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of like essentially what you would taste from like a like a Long Island iced tea, you know, that mm, kind of same yeah. like feel. Um, it's good. I mean, okay. it's you know the the base drink is already delicious, so adding a little bit of whiskey in it is still good. So yeah, that, yeah. that's an interesting combo because I I, uh, I feel like I've only really used whiskey to mix in with like kind of like heavier like coffee like milky drinks but mm. never really with like uh it, sweeter it, yeah um but dang if if you like it maybe you got to try something similar soon <laughs> yeah i mean it i i'm a big fan of arnold palmer's in general um mm, gotcha. so i i think like just tossing this in i'm like ah, let's let's try it you know nice nice um awesome so listeners hope you guys are drinking something good it's been pretty hot this week but i think it's starting to cool down at least in socal um mm-hmm. it's but, getting there yeah i mean speaking of hot week uh how was this past week for you jesse yeah for me um honestly this week was a bit rough um mm. yeah we're it's a mix of like feeling a bit of that short staffing again um, on the other half of my department um and part of that also is we, we just had some like rough encounters this week um, mm. with some like patience and just yeah some days are just hard um so i think a a lot of us were feeling it this week like pretty pretty exhausted by the end of the week um and yeah i'm i'm just hoping that next week will bring a little bit more energy a little bit more refreshment right um uh, but again i i actually got to see the building again the new building nice and man we're we're definitely getting close and Mm. like i'm you know i was talking with some of my um uh, fellow leaders and we're just saying like it's i think that'll also be a nice um encouragement and hopefully uplifting like thing for our staff because um we're all definitely like pretty beat and pretty exhausted um and you know being in the current building we're at like which is old and raggedy like it's we're kind of ready for a change you know yeah Um, so i think that's something i'm definitely looking forward to um but yeah um so overall, like yeah, this week was honestly a bit rough, but uh, this I'm looking forward to just a, some good recuperation mm-hmm. and rest this weekend um, before going into a new week. Um, right. Yeah, man. How about you? Yeah. Um, 
kind of not not really rough but tiring because actually mm. uh this whole yeah since saturday uh, a week from today we're recording um both my parents and my in-laws have stayed over <laughs> wow. um so right now is my in-laws here and they're i think they're leaving end of the weekend and um earlier of the week uh, my parents were here so mm. you know it, it's always nice just especially since they kind of handle a lot of cooking and a lot of like just taking care of the little things while we're working but mm-hmm. you know just having guests in general is always a little bit more uh you know draining in its own right so um so because of that um i've actually haven't really done too much like uh extra social stuff um mm-hmm. because you know obviously you know it's, it's better to stay safe with um you know a little bit older um parents yeah, and stuff yeah. so um so a little kind of just cruising to be honest mm-hmm. um but yeah i think I, I am kind of looking forward to some exciting weekends coming up um so yeah not too much yeah man i, I you know i know we've talked about this a couple of times but like it's honestly been like cool for us to continue honestly diaring like how we're doing like yeah. it's like i mean even just for us as friends like we, you know usually our like when we go to church on sundays like that would be like when we would do a lot of this but mm-hmm. you know um not having that same arena and yeah like, you know honestly having this is is pretty cool um so it's been it's been cool a journey together um, in this way, and I hope I hope our listeners are journeying with us too, you know, and, mm-hmm. and hopefully tuning in. I know some people have actually like um, messaged and saying like, "Oh yeah, I listened to that last session; it was really good." I'm like, cool, great, man. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, I mean, Jesse, like you said, you know, we're we've been going through a lot of different topics, um, and I think this next series, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think, is going to be a couple couple sessions long um it's related to something i think i think you've definitely you know worked in um and had firsthand experience with um in the field but Mm -hmm. um you know also just you know a lot of people where we know and even celebrities um have been affected Mm -hmm. by in the family and all that and it's um essentially related to cancer um Mm -hmm. it is uh, i look you know i kind of checked when is cancer month like when is Cancer Month? The uh, mm-hmm. annual month for you know cancer, yeah, awareness. cancer awareness, and um, you know it's October, and I think uh, it's something that has been on my mind for a while, and a lot of my friends and coworkers even mm-hmm. have recently had family members both get diagnosed and recover, thankfully. But mm-hmm. um, but I think it's it's something that we're hopefully gonna dive into and actually get some more. Um, guests on with some first-hand experience um, a little bit more deeply um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah I think it'll be a pretty interesting one yeah and I mean um, there are actual like other months are dedicated to more specific ones like there are like breast cancer awareness mm. colon cancer awareness like more specific ones um, but yeah October does serve as like general like cancer awareness right um, for like just cancer in general um and i think it's i think it's interesting because um like at least based on where we are like Mm -hmm. and and i feel like most people in life like know what cancer is generally right right? like um like the word cancer like is in 
everyone's vocabulary, you know, mm-hmm. and people understand it. Um, but I think it's interesting that like, um, it's, it's such a prevalent part of like our society. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, to be honest, you, you even mentioned like, we know what it is. I know what it is as we'll get to in a second. I have had family members who have passed away from cancer, but mm-hmm. you're right though. It's like, it's just kind of this, like, to, to be quite honest, I just imagine like, uh, when I think of cancer is what I hear from like the dare programs, right? Like mm-hmm. about sm- anti-smoking and seeing the black lungs. And like, I just man- imagine people saying I have like, you know, liver cancer. And I just imagine a, a liver turned black and rotten basically. But mm-hmm. I-, I feel like I- my understanding of a cancer is very, uh, m- immature. Um, so I guess mm. like, to be honest, I have a lot of uneducated <laughs> questions that are just like, you know, you as a professional in in, in, mm-hmm. in the medical field, like, um, I guess maybe briefly, like, just can you give us a relatively deep dive, scientific deep dive of like, what is cancer and what does it actually do to his body? Like, where does it come from? And like, um, why does it end up killing people? Yeah. So, you know, I, I do have some working experience in it. Um, I obviously am. A working like healthcare professional too mm-hmm. um but just you know just to give people like some more assurance and uh of regarding what we're saying um i'm gonna just be taking information off of um one of the official websites i'm actually straight from cancer.org mm. um, and i'll be kind of just sharing that so again um for people for listeners who are who you know just want um some assurance and fact checking like i'm just taking it from the website so um, and trying to, you know, explain it in a little more simple terms. Um, but yeah, so cancer, um, is basically like, it's basically a, like miss, um, it's a cell that's not functioning properly. Um, so, um, you know, our body is made up of cells, um, these tiny micro, um, organisms that, um, have different functions in our body and there's different types of cells, um, but like and obviously like you know everything are everything in life um has um an expectancy so you know just even on the micro scale cells do die mm-hmm. um and cells do grow and um cancer is basically when a cell grows um but has like grows improperly like it grows mm-hmm. with some kind of like um deformity or some kind of like um thing that is not supposed to be what it is um and usually um, our body does a pretty good job of handling that um and regulating that on our own so like when those when those mishaps happen um our body's really good at recognizing that and kind of eliminating that so it doesn't um it doesn't go rampant doing something it's not supposed to be doing um but sometimes um our body is not able to to do that for some reason Mm. so the the these these cells that are like like basically like mutant cells um go you know start replicating growing um and yeah um they can eventually grow to large sizes where which is what we call tumors um Mm -hmm. and um depending again where where the cancer is in the body um it can cause a lot of different like symptoms and a lot of different um, effects. Um, but yeah. Um, so cancer can occur in any, any part of the body. Um, mm. 
again, our body is made up entirely of cells. So if there's a cell in a certain part of the body, like any, yeah, any, any cell is, can um, have a mutation. Um, so again, it depends on where, um, where essentially that cancer originates from. Right. Um, and then just a brief thing, like um, cancer can move too. Um, and part of the staging of cancer, what you hear people are saying like stage one, two, three, and four mm-hmm. um, is how severe the cancer is. Um, and typically at the later stages, it, um, they're rated um, or they're graded at that scale um, at, the, like, at, at that stage four when cancer has moved into um, different parts of the body and multiple parts of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes it very, very difficult um, and uh, to treat. So again, um, uh, the basics of like what happens to um, like a body when they have um, cancer. Um, one of the earliest signs um, is just like um, honestly, people getting sick more, um, hmm. just being more susceptible to um, different kinds of infections, and the reason for that is. Um, our body's immune system is trying to fight um, something internally um, and sometimes doesn't have enough cells to fight it. Um, right. So it just leaves us more, leaves the body more susceptible to getting other kinds of infections and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So those are like the, some of the early signs. Again, later signs are very dependent on, um, on like system and what they affect. Um, and, but like early signs are, yeah, um, just, um, higher risk for infection, um, fevers, feeling more tired, um, maybe even like weight loss. Um, but yeah, um, it, it really depends on, um, as it goes. And then, um, a lot of, a lot of symptoms as well, um, that people maybe associate with cancer are actually, um, due to treatment as well. Um, mm. so not necessarily from the cancer itself, but actually from going through like different kinds of treatment for it. No, most notably like chemo. Um, right. So, yeah, um, that's a quick, quick like um, tutorial, I guess. Um, right, basics right. on 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 cancer, um, and again, um, the everything I just said is basically taken from um, the basics uh, information on cancer.org. So feel free to look some of that up if you want to find out more. Um, cancer.org is is a great resource um, for just reading up on it. Um, and obviously, like, there's plenty of websites and other organizations that are more dedicated to, like, certain, like, specific cancers or other things, too. Right, right. And, yeah, I think that that really does give a good high-level overview. Um, and, and, you know, I think probably in, in, in a later session, we'll kind of dig deeper into medical, um, mm-hmm. maybe even, like, kind of the history of how the treatments evolved and where we are for right now and you know the future of treatment but um mm-hmm. i think today we're just kind of going to do a bit of an overview of like our experience just the two of us with maybe cancer in the family or you know working mm-hmm. in the in the field and kind of talking about the uh even like quite honestly like cultural impact of cancer mm-hmm. um and kind of get into uh you know just more of the personal effects right mm-hmm. um but but I guess maybe to start off, I know Jesse, you worked at a City of Hope, right? Um, for yeah, for a little bit, and specifically for the uh, oncology department, is that right? Um, uh, just just to clarify, um, City of Hope is a natural oncology center. Gotcha. 
Yeah, so, I mean, technically everything is oncology. Yeah. Um, it's just more specifics. Um, uh, different floors are focused on different things. So right. the floor that I had um, spent a brief stint on was uh, hematology oncology, um, mm -hmm. which is um, uh, blood uh, uh, cancers in the blood, um, typically. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, kind of, there are other cancers, again, that are um, like, you know, like tumor-based cancers or other things, mm -hmm. but um, the cancer floor, the, the oncology floor I was working on was dealing with um, cancers in the blood. Um, yeah. And actually for me, um, I I actually went to see if Hope when I was in school too. Um, so I was there for a semester. Um, I actually don't even remember much about that experience, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I, I have like a couple of brief memories, but then um, obviously a lot more of my memories from um, City of Hope were from my brief working experience there. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, like, City of Hope is, is an awesome, like, hospital. Um, they have, like, again, they're one of the, four, like, leaders of, like, um, like cancer care um, in the nation and possibly, like, the world. Um, and, again, it's, um, like, working in oncology as a field is, is pretty different than a lot of other fields. Um, um, I think one thing to know is like typically um, like patients are there longer um, mm -hmm. and patients are typically also sicker um, again the way cancer works in the body like it just it it, it you're, the body takes a beating um, it right. goes through like um, it goes through hell you know um, I, I'm in different scales mm -hmm. um, for some like um, the cancer itself may not do that but again the treatment to, like to get rid of right, it um, right. might do that so um so it's really different than other kind of um, medical areas because uh, a lot of other things are more like short term or like shorter term like treatment and then you know they they recover right but right. cancer is a more long longer journey mm -hmm. um so you know like oftentimes you, you'd be having patients there for months at a time you know right. um yeah i mean there, I, I've I've very rarely seen people that were there for short periods of time. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they might be just if they are there for short periods of time, they're usually not in, in the hospital itself, but maybe in an outpatient clinic, mm -hmm. you know, doing some kinds of follow up. But if they're in the hospital, like t typically they're there for a while. Um, I think in the um, in like as far as like working there. Um, it really does take some like every field requires a unique personality right. um, and cancer like working in cancer is no exception i think like most mo like most people that i've come across and worked with in oncology are like honestly like they have a different level of compassion and care mm -hmm. um for their patients um and really like like really enjoy that kind of like relationship building um for sure mm -hmm. um and that's honestly why i wanted to get into it too um is you do develop those relationships with like patients and their families right. and things and kind of journey alongside them right um but also like um especially depending on certain um certain areas of oncology like you got some really really smart and talented people like working in there too mm -hmm. um especially if you're dealing with um like different kinds of treatment or even like possibly like experimental kind of kinds of treatment like um like it's you know the researchers could be the ones like kind of developing it but really it's like really it's the nurses and and the, the doctors who are the ones like facilitating that treatment so um 
it's it, it does require some like pretty high level like um like skills um right. and, and knowledge um to work in it um so they are definitely some of the mo most like um uh, like intelligent and, and caring people that i've worked with um, for sure mm -hmm. um at, at least in in that respect um but yeah um honestly it was a, it was a good experience while i was there um i just realized like it wasn't the right fit for me right, um, right. which you know i i found a different fit um, in my life but i definitely do still have a high admiration of like my friends and like um some of my old coworkers who still work in different oncology fields whether mm -hmm. at city of hope or elsewhere yeah um I mean, just like the whole long-term care approach of it is like, and I know like a couple of friends who are either like nurses or also doctors, like, um, like for geriatric too, like, um, and and I, I don't know, uh, you know, again, correct me if, um, if I'm a little off base, but like, kind of in that similar like, in that similar vein of like, there there's kind of a terminal aspect to the care that you're providing, like. Um, it, I'm sure it's like such a, the day-to-day -day grind, it looks a lot different than just kind of like, you know, at a, a family doctor's like, you know, office or something. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but I guess, yeah, like for you, like, um, you know, you've worked at kind of throwback to the nursing and the, uh, uh oh, I guess even the unemployment, um, uh, session from way back then, like, yeah. you know, you've worked at a couple different like types of, uh, environments, like, um, for you personally, did you feel like working in this at the City of Hope was like a lot, like a lot more difficult for you? Um, and kind of like what what were some of the stems of like that that uh, that difficulty? Mm -hmm. And uh, just yeah, just to um, add a little bit of clarity to what you were saying, like right, like there is a different gravitas of like working in um, working in oncology, mm. um, and not you know like. Patients are not necessarily terminal all the time. Mm -hmm. um, there are like, especially in early detection or like, um, and even sometimes like just some radical like therapy and recoveries, like there are a lot of patients who do recover from it um, and mm -hmm. like go into remission and um, are honestly like good, um, at least for quite some time. Um, but yeah, on the other side of it, there is that terminal aspect too. So it. There's a different gravitas of working in that long-term setting where mm -hmm. really, like, whether it's thermal or not, like, you're journeying with that patient through. Mm. Honestly, like, for most patients, that's the hardest time of their life. Um, uh, or their families, too, right? Right, um, right. But, yeah, I think for me, comparing the setting, uh, I think, like, I think, yeah, just as throwback to the previous sessions, like, City of Hope was a... Um, was what I thought was a, like a dream destination for me. Like mm. the, the the field I wanted to go into at a really like renowned like facility. It was also close to home. Like there are a lot of good things like kind of like um, going for like working there, you know? It lined up with like a lot of my passions at the time. Um, but yeah, it really does have a different weight to working there than some of the other settings um, that I've worked in. Um, like there is definitely more of a, a sense of like um, direct like impact um, as far as like um, again being like the hands and feet of healthcare and working mm -hmm. like directly with the patient. Um, you know, especially as a Christian, like it really felt like this was 
um, this was the ultimate way that I could really like be a Christian and be like, right, um, right. like, yeah, be an extension of, of, um, of Jesus, you know, like, um, this is like what I felt like was the, um, one way that I was an epitome of that, mm -hmm. um, especially intervening at, um, this crisis point in like the person in the family's life. Um, uh, whereas other settings, like I, I never, I didn't really get that sense, you know, like, sure. um, that same sense at least where it was really like life, like life changing and life impacting. Um, I think that was definitely one, um, different sense. Um, I think like also like the work atmosphere with the coworkers and again, every, every place is different, but, um, there is a, a unique sense of, of teamwork that happens in, um, that kind of setting too, where, um, there's, there's a lot of collaboration that does need to happen in, um, in, in working in oncology because mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of things that actually re uh, logistically require more than the individual nurse to to manage right, um, right like one one thing i'm thinking that happens like super super often is even just like administering blood <laughs> um mm. like you would think that something like that is like pretty simple but actually like you if in order to do it safely you 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 need like more than one set of eyes on it more mm -hmm. more than one person to to verify and make sure you know because this is like this is like like basic stuff but also like really really important stuff you know right, so in right. a very logistical sense like there is a lot more natural teamwork that occurs from that um where people are like communicating and working together more because they have to um they they logistically have to um for the tasks um but yeah when it comes to also like helping out in different parts of like care like there is just a lot of collaboration that happens there which um is really cool um so i think that's that's like a couple of things i've noticed about like working in that field versus other fields like um and even like thinking back to in, in school when I was working in other like more general units, mm -hmm. like um, especially working in like other units, tip a lot of the times like you get your like patient load and then you have like your assistant and that's pretty much it. Like you're the one kind of running the show. Right. But here it's like, well, you do have that, but you're also like, hey, like um, like you either buddy up or like you kind of work with. Um, the, the few that are on you like the side of the unit you're you know like right, there's a lot more right. of that collaboration so yeah nice yeah i think it, it's interesting because that you know from the outsider's perspective like you know hospital for me is just hospital um but i think right. there is really such nuances that I, I think i've honestly learned a lot just from you know talking with you over the years like of mm -hmm. you know especially um since you have seen a lot of different like flavors of um you know how how you know like a smaller like right now it's at at, a, at your clinic it's like a little bit smaller than like something like a city of hope a lot oh, smaller definitely. right yeah much much smaller yeah and i'm sure with a bigger place there's a lot more um kind of policies and, and stuff and but you know with oncology it also comes with a heavier hand and so mm -hmm. I, i'm uh def i mean if anything definitely just really interested every time you get you're able to share about um all that stuff so yeah for sure and just some just out of curiosity for you like um have you you know have you like either personally been impacted or like with like family or friends um mm -hmm. from um from cancer or, like wh whether family or friends have had it or right. kind of like journey through something like that or yeah 
Yeah, you know, um, and, and the truth is, I think cancer actually really does run pretty deep in my family. Um, mm. uh, I think kind of the, you know, I, I don't want to get too deep into it just because of like, you know, privacy and all that, but um, I I did have a, uh, a cousin, a, a first cousin who actually passed away when he was mm. eight, eight years old from cancer. Um, wow. And I was five years old. Um, and obviously, like, I, at that age, I really didn't know what was going on. Um, but kind of seeing how that event kind of really just had some really crazy rippling effects over the years in our family. Um, it, I mean, that, that, that itself is not even really cancer-related. It's just a really, really, really premature passing that Mm -hmm. that is what it is but um i believe it was liver cancer and the thing is Mm. um, my grandpa also died of liver cancer um about Mm. oh 15 years ago um Mm. and i think all of his uh, a a few of his brothers also died of cancer and same with my grandma's side so Mm. i think it's it's interesting like i i think it, it was around when i went to college when i realized like um, knowing that a lot of this runs in my family that mm-hmm. in a way I was like you know I've heard a lot that it is genetic right um, mm-hmm. kind of the I don't know what any scientific terms really but I like mean, it, that fit, like having family history of it is a big yeah, risk yeah yeah and I think it's it's always just been on my mind that like man that that could happen to me you know um mm because i've seen it happen to an eight-year-old and i've also seen Mm -hmm. it happen to like a 70 year old and then kind of sprinkled in between Mm -hmm. and i think yeah like um kind of having that in my family from a young age it always scared the heck out of me of like Mm -hmm. this is uh something that can just happen and from what it sounds like kind of just sneaks up on you um Mm -hmm. and obviously you know definitely have a lot of friends and um, I, I, you know, again, don't want to go deep, too deep into it, um, but mm-hmm. I think there was a pretty high-profile case where I think a pastor of a church, mm-hmm. um, I think, what was it, a two-year-old daughter um, mm-hmm. also passed away, and that was, like, heartbreaking to hundreds, if not thousands, I think, just yeah. um, kind of through social media. And, you know, I think, like, the truth is, like, for me, cancer is just a, it's like, it. it's grown into this inevitable thing where, Maybe it is media influencing me too, but like, mm-hmm. and, and kind of when I was sharing earlier, the fact that I said cancer is terminal, I think it's just like deep in my mind where I don't know a lot of like mm-hmm. success stories from cancer, you know, just because I've seen it kind of uh, envelop someone's life. And um, mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. there's there's a true fear of of this disease. Um, so right. yeah, I think it's, it's definitely there. And um, mm-hmm. I'm... Yeah, pretty pretty uh, scared of it. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, I think part of that fear is very, very understandable, is that um, really cancer, like, does not discriminate. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, like, you know, there's other medical things that, you know, like different, you know, different people of ethnic backgrounds are, like, more predisposed to or things right. like that. But when it comes to, like, this, when it comes to cancer, like, like cancer doesn't care <laughs> like who you are how old you are like um it doesn't matter like where you are in life yeah. like 
where you've grown up, it really doesn't matter. Like it, it affects people like indiscriminately. And that's the other fear too. It's like, it really does. And, uh, it can and does happen to anyone, you know? Um, for me, um, uh, the most notable one is I had an aunt who passed away from Mm. cancer. Um, and like, I think I don't even like, honestly, in, in hindsight, like, I'm not sure what about that like was so like tough for me because honestly I didn't have like it's not like I was like this was like the aunt I was closest to or anything like that but I think right. that was one of the first grips of reality for me when it comes to like um, death um, and loss and like um, I like I I think through that process like honestly did not handle it too well um and which is like again um like i I honestly felt a bit like silly um because again it's not like it was it's not like it was my mom it was my aunt right like it's not like but at the same time like i think there was some part of me that really it hit me differently um Mm -hmm. than i or it hit me a lot tougher like more deeply and more toughly than i expected Mm um so you know like I think that probably, you know, was a catalyst for me to, like, go into healthcare if I'm, like, Hmm. if I'm, like, thinking back. Like, I mean, I I, I won't say that that was, like, oh, my gosh, like, because of this, I'm going into healthcare. But I think that was a factor in kind of, like, the Hmm. journey leading up to it and and also probably a major factor into why, like, um, I felt like passionate about working in oncology too mm-hmm. um earlier um in my career and also coming out of school um and i i feel like um a lot of people in life have like have had some kind of degree of it and you know in interaction or influence mm-hmm. from cancer whether it's first degree from their own experiences or their family or um or second or third from either like friends of friends or um in a tertiary way through like media right like we're exposed right. to a lot of that nowadays um so I think like that's like I mean like you said like there is a lot of awareness that happens and there does need to be ongoing awareness of it um but I think yeah it's it's just like I can't even like really even think of a time where there wasn't some kind of like um media or um some kind of like emphasis um even back to like childhood of like cancer awareness you know Mm -hmm. like i feel like at least in our generation like like cancer awareness is built into like our our society right right that that's a good point um yeah because like i know they're on our college campuses at least for mine it was like super pretty uh pretty big deal like i I think i attended a couple of those uh what is it is it relay for life is that is that what it Mm -hmm. is like you know done a couple of those like well, I mean, to be quite honest, like going there mostly because like of friends, but mm-hmm. knowing that like people are doing this in light of awareness for um, for cancer, uh, it's uh, it's 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 just kind of astounding. Like, and I think the more we're talking about it, like, I think some of my preconceived notions of like cancer is a, a little kind of loosening up. Where like cancer mm-hmm. is a, lo- a lot more broad than like you think. Like I. Like I said earlier, it's not just the black lungs. It's not just a huge tumor. It's, mm-hmm. it's like it can look in a different ways and it can 
sneak up yeah. on you or it can slowly like you can slowly feel it and then like oh god like the way you said it about how it just really doesn't like discriminate like mm-hmm. just shows you like how it's like the biggest like thorn in the side of humanity in a way you know like it's one of them yeah one, one sure. of the big ones yeah but um but i, I know you, you also mentioned a bit about like um celebrities and, and media and i think yeah you know we, we've had a lot of big figures i think notably like um steve jobs being a recent one um mm-hmm. who who uh, did pass away but I think the biggest one and, and the, kind of the most profound one um, is Chadwick Boseman, um, Black Panther mm-hmm. and, and other roles. And I think what was so surprising about that was like, um, he, you know, not a lot of people knew about it until mm-hmm. um, he, he actually passed away. And right. um, I guess maybe just kind of ending kind of our, our overview session, but kind of parking on that, like, you know, how how did you feel after hearing that uh, he did pass away from something that you really didn't know about? In fact, possibly watched Black Panther like a week ago, you know, like, yeah. Um, and then news about Black Panther two being shot soon and stuff like, yeah, I guess for you, um, how was that process like upon hearing it? Yeah. I mean, it, like it's both shocking and not um, shocking because obviously like any kind of like, well, the celebrity death, but also a young death. You know, he he was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just a reminder and, and shocking in the sense, not shocking in the sense that like life is short. Um, and and as I mentioned, and as we've said a couple times now, like cancer doesn't discriminate. Um, rich, poor, like everyone, everyone um, is susceptible to yeah. it. You know, um, I think like like I think it was tough, like. I think this this particular one in, in our recent um, memory and and just again in, through this craziness of of twenty twenty yeah. um, hits in a different way too because like a lot of pe- honestly a lot of people like before during and especially after um, like really highlighted like Chadwick Boseman as really a a solid like individual too. Um, right and that just makes it even harder because it's like life like man like for for us for such a solid guy like him to like like for the world to lose that you know i think that that's where a lot of that like impact and like and loss is felt you know it's like like he was um what people would say in the like in the peak and growing of his like movie career as an actor like um it seemed like he was a stellar like um, co-worker at um with other like stars and actors and things like that um and yeah i mean uh, i think that's where like that's where like celebrity death does like impact us in a profound way um and hopefully in a, an inspiring way right, you know right. um so for me like I don't know. Um, I, I guess it was just like a, like, in as I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, I guess it's just an inspiration to keep striving for better, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. striving to be better and to be a better person to other people. And I hope other people feel that too, you know. Um, but yeah, what about you, man? Like, like how how did how do you feel like that news like broke in your life, and how do you how do you think mm-hmm. like like you you were impacted by it yeah um 
Yeah, I think I really agree with just all the sentiments you shared. It's like, man, he he was, you know, so young um, and so really like prevalent and relevant. Like he he was in in this movie that was like a cultural revolution of uh, kind of you know like a all black or not all black but a, a majority black cast and really just like mm-hmm. made a huge imprint in both the Marvel like cinematic universe but also in cinematic you know world in itself and like in a way it's like he's kind of like the last at least for me it was like the last person i think would kind of just no longer be in that role you know what i mean like um it just felt very surreal and yeah i think you know i think you really already shared most of um just a lot of it but you know what what I was really uh, kind of super encouraged by also was just all those stories of like, you know, what he did after like apparently when he found out about his diagnosis, you know, like Mm -hmm. not giving up, not living as if he was going to beat it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, what was it like? I think only a week or two before he actually passed away, you know, he thought he was actually going to beat it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of took the turn for the worst um and i think just on social media seeing a lot of those like posts about you know during the time he had cancer going Mm -hmm. to a lot of like you know oncology clinics like you know spending time with the children who had uh cancer and like Mm -hmm. yeah kind of like really the a huge epitome of like selflessness you know like Mm -hmm. like i can uh, i mean this maybe maybe like a little bit of a joke but like man if i had it i'd be like hey everybody i've got like help me like Mm -hmm. you know give me gifts give me like Mm -hmm. um you know pay attention to me you know yeah but like just the bravery and courage to say like you know i'm gonna keep fighting um i i'm not in it for like others sympathy and i you know obviously sympathy and love of my loved ones is enough Mm -hmm. and that he played a role of like bringing life to those who were actually also in his same shoes uh, is, I don't know, just so inspiring. Kind of like you said, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I mean, this year just sucks. dude. <laughs> like yeah. I think Kobe obviously like definitely hit a bit different because of it's like, tr- like the tragedy, tra- like, like even yeah. for his family and all that, like yeah. um, and, and the suddenness of it. And, but um, it's just, yeah, man, celebrity deaths are just, uh, a lot of them have just been hitting differently this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, I think like part of the reason it's hitting differently too is I feel like a lot of people in the world, but especially in America, are, are being humbled and, mm. and honestly brought with the face of like reality <laughs> that reality, like, life is not quite as grand and glorious as we had thought it was Um, in the sense of like, like there's real suffering out there, you know, there's real suffering that happens. And I think more people are experiencing that, um, especially in our, our society um, where they might not have much of that, um, or we might not have much of that like experience compared with other parts of the world. Right. Right. So um, yeah, I think it's uh it's humbling a lot of us for sure. Um, 
probably most of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, so I, I think, you know, these sessions, you know, hopefully with some other guests too, like, I think it'll just be good to hear those stories. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have our own. Uh, and th- I think really awareness is about, like, knowing that it isn't just isolated um, to, to certain sectors or set in certain groups. But um, I think it it's just a beautiful thing to hear both uh, you know beautiful is, i don't know if the right word but it's a it's a thing to hear um, both the ups and downs um and know that it is a very real thing right mm-hmm. um but you know I, I think it'll be good it'll be good yeah. um but i guess before we get into some of the more um you know hopefully like lighthearted wrecks um, since it was a pretty heavy topic uh, jesse as a healthcare professional are there any general recs related to um, personal, like maybe prevention of some uh, uh, cancer or even helping the, uh, to, to raise awareness or, or anything related to that at all? Yeah. Um, so I think per- like personally, um, especially if you, as a, as an individual, if you do have a high risk, I'm um, due to like having a lot of family history of it. Um, I do think like, following the recommended um guidelines for um certain like screenings related to those cancers Mm. um is like hugely hugely important um because there isn't really like identifiable like preventative measures but um but there is like a lot of emphasis on early detection um um, so early screening and things um to ensure that hey um, if you detect it early we can treat it and generally it like you're fine you know before it gets worse um so as far as like pers like personally and individually with that um if you want to like if you want to make an impact um like in a like as an individual one easy way to do that is um go donate blood um mm. uh especially at um at your local like um like hospitals that do um have a lot of uh like cancer floors or even your local like um, hospital that is like cancer focused like you know city of hope is a great example of that um ucla has a great like uh, cancer program a lot of major hospitals do um and like i mean donating blood in general is is definitely super super important and helpful especially during this time but um related to cancer especially um there is a uh, a lot of like treatment and like um and maintenance and recovery of um of patients like who are going through treatment for cancer does involve a lot of blood transfusions um Mm. so i think that's that's a huge way um and and a simple way that um, someone can help i believe you can donate as regularly as like every like six to eight weeks or something like that Mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy um you can actually donate a lot um so yeah, I, I would definitely encourage that. Um, and then just more generally, like if you if you have friends or family or things or, or people close in your life that are like going through it, um, honestly, just be a listening ear. Um, mm. I think that's probably like um, the best thing I would say is like just be just listen first um, before you act or speak because um, I think that'll do more volumes uh worth of like impact than than trying to like just like trying to go out of your way um initially to like 
support it, you know, in other ways. But I think like just being a listening ear um, mm-hmm. is a great way to start a lot of that. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I think that, you know, we're, we're kind of planning this session and I'm like, man, I, I don't know how to answer that, but I'm glad <laughs> Jesse, you're here to uh, share some insight onto that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, Honestly, I haven't really talked too much about like oncology care because I haven't worked in it in a while, mm, you know. So right. it's it's good to think about and good to dialogue through. Um, and again, um, hopefully, especially for our listeners, like who have either gone through it or who are going through it or who have friends or family going through it, like hopefully this is helpful um, in in kind of expanding your like knowledge mm-hmm. and and understanding of it. Yeah, definitely. So um, you know, kind of switching gears a little bit to uh, just a more lighthearted uh, recommendation uh it's been a mm-hmm. while since we did this but just uh a uh, recommend recommendation for a restaurant um that we've had more recently um jesse you got one yeah um i'm gonna recommend two um okay one that's close to my work and then one that's close to my home um uh, mostly because i want people are like support local you know mm. like support your local restaurant still um so one uh, local to my work um and i've actually i think i shared this with jerome already been before is is hakata ikusha mm. uh, it's a ramen joint um honestly one of my favorite ramen joints um they have a special like black tonkatsu so it's actually like a black broth um i think it's garlic based and it's it's so good man um yeah, this ramen place actually like is has other really good things too. Like their karage is super good. Their gyoza is actually like one of the best I've ever had. Mm. Um, and it's like, oh, how could how how good can gyoza get? It's like actually, it can get pretty good. Um, yeah. So that's one that um, I've had a couple times with coworkers that um, that has been quite a nice treat. Um, and one that's close to home um, is actually a, su- a sushi place. It's a sushi nakata. Um, it's a nice, like, small, honestly, like a little bit of a hole in the wall, like sushi joint. But they're like very, like, high quality. Um, like, they they historically have done a lot of omakase. And actually, I didn't I didn't have um, sushi nakata until after COVID started. So I've only hmm. I've only done to go with them. I haven't actually sat um, and <laughs> dined in with them. Um, but I've done like a lot of their actually um I they they did a special for Mother's Day that I ended up getting um my mom and dad like um uh like essentially like a a, bo- a box set, you know, and and man, like they are super, super good quality. Um but ultimately I just want to encourage people to support some local restaurants. Um uh you know, even just eating out like or mm-hmm. or pick taking something to go like once a week is is helpful, you know? Right. What about you, man? Any uh, any good recs for 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 me or your or the listeners? Yeah, um, and this one actually might be more accessible to you. Um, it's huh. uh, a buddy picked it up for for a couple of us uh, who were hanging out um, twice actually during COVID. Um, it's a uh, it's called Cluck to Go, I believe. Um, okay, it's a Hainan chicken place, oh. um, and uh, I think it's in Hacienda and Roland, I believe. Um, so okay. Actually, still a bit far for you, like thirty minutes or so, right? Yeah, yeah. So not not too bad, but it's, but it's still within reach. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I just you know, there's not like too, I don't haven't had too many really good Hainan chicken places. Um, actually, in general, um, there's a good few mm. um, in San Gabriel Valley that I do know of, but 
Um, you know, this place has been pretty good, even after getting it twice. One of the best things about it is actually the rice, oddly enough. Um, mm. It doesn't taste like rice. It tastes like meat. <laughs> Honestly, mm. it's like, I think it's probably boiled in like, or, or cooked in like oil or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's just so good. Like, um, and you know, it's bad for you, which is ironic <laughs> because of our... <laughs> our topic today but um yeah i think if you're in the area like and want something uh you know that'll last you a good while especially um pretty big portions uh definitely recommend cluck to go Mm -hmm. nice man um that's honestly i haven't had hainan chicken in a long time yeah Um, yeah i mean i i think just in general i haven't had much like much especially like chinese taiwanese um cuisine Mm. um but man that sounds that sounds bomb um yeah listeners thank you guys for tuning in with us and again as we go through this month and um and trying to bring awareness in in conjunction with um, cancer awareness month um yeah we hope you guys like um found it helpful found it enlightening um we do have some exciting things coming up the next couple of weeks um where we do have um, some people that we have in mind um to help join us in sharing about more about um uh yeah the journey and, and bringing awareness to cancer um uh but yeah um quick uh, shout outs um please do check out um cancer.org um it's a very good um website to give you um that basic info as i mentioned um and also kind of like connecting and finding out more information generally how to support um like yeah how to support um in cancer awareness and also um yeah just uh being educated in general um if you guys uh, found us um, in some way shape or form thank you guys for uh, joining us um if you want to tune in with us regularly we do um, release weekly um sessions uh, please subscribe to us at either spotify google or itunes um are which are quite honestly the biggest mediums for us um and yeah we do have a social media that we just post on um you know new sessions each week um what we're recommending and also um yeah the drinks that we are having so you can just have a quick easy way to see those things and and maybe even try them yourself um our our instagram is at just chai pod again that's at just chai pod awesome i think this will be a good uh series and Jesse, thank you for hard caring today, <laughs> giving me, uh, if, if I were to do this myself, I'd be stuttering and clicking at uh, a lot of internet sites. Uh, so. But that's, I'm, this is the point of the podcast, you know, exactly. we bring unique, different, unique experiences, yes. and especially when, when we have guests on too, it's like, they offer even more in, insight into things that exactly. both you and I have no, no idea about. So Yeah, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, the next one. So listeners, yeah. Um, tune in um hopefully it'll be really helpful and uh yeah as always we will see you next time see ya